What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? Today on Sports 360, we're talking to Aaron Bummer, the elite setup man for the Chicago White Sox. Aaron joins us to talk about some of the challenges he and other Major League players are facing during the current shutdown of Major League Baseball. It's a candid conversation that provides a fascinating peek into the world of a professional athlete during this unprecedented time. So hang with us. We'll be right back with Aaron Bummer on Sports 360. Joining me today on Sports 360 is Major League pitcher Aaron Bummer. Aaron is the setup man for the Chicago White Sox, who in 2019 recorded 27 holds, which ranked among the best setup men in all of Major League Baseball. Aaron, welcome to the show. Jeff, man, thank you for having me. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking some time out from what has to be a a little bit of a crazy time for you and <laughs> and for all professional athletes as we continue to deal with this coronavirus. Um, first of all, man, I ask this of everybody who comes on. Um, you know, everybody good on your side, family, everybody healthy yeah. and safe? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's, uh, you know, uh, everybody's healthy. You know, they're, they're staying sane as much as they can. <laughs> I think that's uh, everybody's goal is to stay healthy and sane. So, um, but yeah, man, the family's doing good. Talking a lot. I mean, it's kind of, it's honestly kind of bringing us together. Uh, you know, we're doing some Zoom FaceTime calls and we're talking a little bit more than we had. So, um, you know, it's kind of an unfortunate circumstance that this is what brings us together. Um, but it's also nice to kind of reconnect with people that you haven't really uh, talked with as much as you would like to, I guess. Yeah, and that's something that I think, you know, is universal. You hear that over and over again, that we're, we're taking more time to do some things that we didn't do before with people that sometimes yeah. we don't spend as much time with. So if there's any positive that's coming out of this so far, that certainly seems to be one of them. Uh-huh. I, I absolutely agree with you. You can enjoy yeah. the little things now. That's right. That's right. Now, I, I, again, I'm, I'm, I appreciate you taking some time to, to come on because, you know, I wanted to get, you know, your perspective as a professional athlete of just how you are dealing with this situation because it's been a good five weeks. I mean, on March 12th, baseball canceled the remainder of spring training and delayed the start of the season for at least two weeks because of the spread of the coronavirus. And, of course, that delay is now indefinite. We've already missed three weeks of the season and counting. How tough has the past five weeks been for you being away from the game? Um, honestly, I think one of the biggest things uh, for me and a lot of guys that I've talked to is that we don't necessarily have a uh, end goal. You know, um, as soon as the off, say in a typical year, as soon as the offseason hits, you kind of take your time, but you know, Okay, November 1st, I got to get back in the gym. Uh, December 10th, I got to start throwing again. Uh, January, January 20th, I'm going to get off a mound and I'm going to leave on February 10th. And, you know, your life's always been structured. And then as soon as the season hits, there's structure and there's planning and, 
you know, there's kind of something to always work towards. Um, you know, the hardest part for me right now is, uh, is trying to figure out what is the right thing to do. Um, there is no end in sight. You know, we don't know if we're going to be playing baseball in the end of May. You know, we don't know if we're going to be playing in July. You don't even know if we're going to be playing at all. Um, so it's just kind of finding that, you know, the workout routine, the throwing, um, the mental, the mental side of things. It's all just kind of trying to figure out the best way to navigate, you know, the next two months or so um, with no real light at the end of the tunnel. And so for me, that's kind of the thing that's, you know, it's, it's me chomping at the bit that I can't wait to get out and throw. I can't wait to go do these things. But, um, you know, it's, dude, nobody knows the answer to when we're going to be able to do that again. Right. Um, so it's just that it's an interesting balance of trying to figure it out. And, you know, it's even, it's even harder to say, I'm blessed that I have uh, a garage that I can work out in, and, you know, and I set up a little net so I can throw into a net. Um, but that's about it. It's not like you can go to a facility and go take your ground balls or go hit in the cage or, um, all those things. So, you know, it's a trying time, just trying to, just trying to honestly just figure out what is the right thing to do. Cause I don't think anybody really has the answer of what the right thing to be doing is. Right. Right. And, and, you know, as, as a professional athlete and, and especially as a baseball player, cause baseball players are probably more superstitious than any other athletes I've been around, yeah. right? You have your routines as, as most athletes do. Um, and even now working out on your own, it's even different than as it, than typically it would be during the off season, because at least in the off season, you're not in a lockdown, right? So you can go to yeah. a facility, you can go around other people and all the rest of that. But right now, depending on where you are, you're not going to be able to do that. And so you were talking about throwing in your garage. Um, so, you know, how difficult is that to try to stay in shape when even in your individual training sessions, there are some things that you can't do right now because of this virus? Well, and I think it's something too to the, you know, the mental aspect of it for me right now is the hardest. Um, mm. You know, you can kind of figure out enough, or at least I personally can figure out enough things body weight wise um, to get the workouts that I need to do. Or, um, you know, I can do certain weightlifting things or things that I need to do for shoulder maintenance and shoulder strengthening. I can do all those things. Um, but mentally is the hard thing of staying locked in and, you know, doing it every day, day in and day out with no end in sight. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I personally, I'm not the biggest fan of working out at home. Um, I don't necessarily, I like to go somewhere to go work out because I feel, okay, I'm driving to go work out or I'm driving to go throw. Therefore, all right, I'm driving there. I'm doing this. You have two hours while you're there, lock it in, stay focused, get all the work that you need to get in to the most of your, to the best of your ability. And then you can call it a day. Well, when I'm working out at home, instead of saying, all right, I've got to be at the gym at eight o'clock and I've got to be out the door by 10. You know, it's kind of like, oh, okay. So, you know, I might work out at nine o'clock today. Well, nine o'clock rolls around and you're not necessarily feeling it. <laughs> so all of a sudden nine o'clock turns into 10. 10 turns into, man, I need some lunch. And then you're all of a sudden until two o'clock. And then you kind of look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, what have I been doing all day? Right. 
And, yeah. you know, it's, it's that mental battle for me that I think is the toughest part right now. Um, it's the motivation to, to stay in there and stay locked in and stay those things. So for the last, and my wife even noticed it. She's like, you go kind of stir crazy when you're not on schedule. I was like, well, yeah, I've been on schedule for the last seven years of my life to where every single day, like right. I had something to work for. And now, now this is kind of a time to where uh, I don't have necessarily a timeline. So we decided to say, okay, regardless of not having really anything to do during the day, uh, my wife told me, she goes, you need to work out in the morning. You need to get up before I get up out of bed. You need to go in there seven or eight o'clock in the morning, go into the garage, get your workout in, get your throwing in because that's your structure. That's what you need. You need to get yourself up. You need to get yourself going and put yourself into a routine to as much as you can. And so that's me for the last probably week or so that instead of trying to, instead of waiting until I felt good or, you know, lifting at random times of the day, um, you know, I'm in, I'm in the garage every morning. At, I'm turning the heater on in the garage because in Omaha, it's still pretty cold. And <laughs> I'm in there by eight o'clock and I'm doing everything that I need to do. And I have until nine o'clock or I have until nine thirty. and I get in there, I get out and, you know, and then I kind of start my day after that. But that little bit of structure was just something that I needed to keep kind of sane. Hmm. And, and, and Aaron, no matter how much players are able to train on their own. And you just talked about some of the challenges. I mean, you alluded to it, right? That here you are in Omaha and it's it's cold outside. So uh -huh. that presents a challenge. And so you're working out in your garage, but no matter what, even if as the weather warms up and you're able to get outside and you're able to go through your routine and, and do some of the things that you know to do, it, you know, you don't have that timeline, as you said. And 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 secondly, you're in some sort of shape, but it's not game shape, right? Yeah. So once they had, once MLB announces, and we all hope, right, in, in the next yeah. few weeks that there'll be an announcement that there's going to be a resumption of play, you're going to have to have some kind of spring training, a second spring training. How much time do you think you as a player uh, will need to get into – the best game shape you can get into to start the season um you know honestly i kind of i kind of think about two to three weeks um you know and then the longer that it obviously takes but the longer that we get away from uh march i think that you'll start seeing me more than that you know i think if we are able to have a spring training in um may or some sort of spring training at maybe towards the end of may um, I think that two and a half weeks, maybe 20 days or 15 to 20 days would be perfect. Um, cause I think guys are still at least a little bit in game shape, uh, from spring training. But I think as soon as you start pushing into June and you get into July of those aspects, you know, I think that you're closer to the 20 to 25 day, um, routine. Cause that gets starters, um, a lot more time to work out and, I just think baseball is baseball is such a different sport than most in the fact that, you know, basketball players, um, you can guys go out and play pickup games all off season and, you know, they're out there playing basketball and they're doing, they're just kind of shooting hoops, doing, doing whatever they need to do to where, you know, if you said, Hey, we need you guys to play in a week, they'll be like, all right, yeah, we can do that. 
you know, for the most part, are they going to play the same amount of minutes? Probably not. But will they still be relatively sharp and locked in? Yeah, I, I believe that they would because basketball is just kind of that kind of sport to where, you know, they're always playing. Whereas baseball, I'm not necessarily going out in my backyard and trying to pitch against hitters, uh, you know, all off season. So depending on kind of uh, the length of the layoff and, you know, if restrictions get lifted, if restrictions get lifted in certain places and guys are, can go to facilities and throw bullpens and do those things, you know, I think that we might be able to get back a little bit sooner. But the last thing right. that you want to do is rush and get people injured. Um, yeah, no question about that. So yeah. I really think that the two to three week um, myself as a reliever, I think that I can come back and be game ready uh, a little bit quicker than a starter. Um, but there's a whole variety of issues that you have with a shortened spring training that, you know, what happens to, you know, starters say, okay, we only have two weeks of spring training and their first couple starts, they can go, uh, let's call it 50 to 75 pitches. Well, in the long term, okay, short term, we're playing baseball games, but, you know, what about in the off season when guys go into arbitration or free agency and in their platform year, um, they were averaging four and a half innings a start. So, right. you know, there's, there's kind of, and you, or what if those guys get injured and then they don't get a play and then they miss an entire season due to injury because there's only three months of season. So, I mean, I just think that there's so many variables and so many question marks um, that I think I would prefer to err on the side of caution in that aspect of the length of spring training. But honestly, I don't, I don't know the answer. Sure. And I could sit there and say that I'm ready to go tomorrow and, you know, I might be ready. But, you know, until we get outside, until we get out there and back in game shape, I think that's when you'll kind of see um, more of a clear picture of how much time we may need. Right. And the challenge, of course, is that, yeah, you'll know when you get there kind of a thing. Like, you'll know, okay, now I'm ready. But the yeah. question will be the decision that has to be made on the front end of how long spring training is going to be. Yeah. Will that be enough? Yeah. And again, what you're it, saying is we may not know till we get there. Yeah. And I mean, it might even be something, well, what happens if we have to uh, get to, if we go to Arizona, but then everyone has to self-quarantine for seven or 14 days. Right. And, you know, guys aren't going to have ways to throw. So then even if you're ready and staying ready throughout the kind of throughout um, this time, you know, you might get to Arizona and say, okay, we got to take our foot off, the, take our foot off the gas for 10 days. And then if you have two weeks to ramp up after that, you know, that might be, that might even be too quick. So there's just a whole lot of variables. I, I personally am trying to stay in the best shape that I possibly can so that, you know, I'm ready to go. If they say whatever they say, I'm going to be ready for. Right. Okay. And like, you, now you mentioned, you know, uh, playing in Arizona, there's been some talk uh, it, that if, if the season were to resume, that games would at least begin in either one location, Arizona, or in two locations, Arizona and Florida. And I'm sure there's some other things that are under consideration as well. But 
in either event, the talk that we that's been most in the news has been Arizona and or Florida in what has been described as a bubble, right? A contained environment. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Um, you know, I think it'd be very, very hard for me to potentially leave my wife for um, three to four months of, at a time. And I would hope that there was a way to, with either advances in testing or um, containment of the virus, that it doesn't come to that, you know, and it doesn't come to having to make a choice of being with your family or not. Um, because I know for, I know that there's guys um, with wives that are pregnant and would you miss the first, would you miss the birth of your first child? Or if you do go out, do you have to self quarantine yourself or do you have to get tested or, you know, there's, there's so many, there's so many variables um, with all the options that are being presented that I think that I would, I would be for anything that means that we are playing baseball. I think that it'd be good for us as a family. I think it'd be good for um, the morale of the country and giving us giving uh, fans something to root for. Um, but I know that it would be very, very hard for me to up and leave my wife with zero hope of seeing her for three to four months. Sure, sure. Now, and, and I agree with you. I think that if if games are resumed uh, and with baseball you we're talking about the season beginning but in, like in hockey yeah. or basketball the games will resume if that did happen it would you know it would be a a morale booster for the country it would indicate that the severity of the virus has lessened and so that would be good um but you know one of the things in terms of the morale for the fans on that score of fans it's widely believed right now, Aaron, that if if we have baseball in 2020, uh, most, if not all of the season, would be played without fans in attendance. And as an athlete, you know, you're used to performing before thousands of fans every night. How different would it be for you to play in an empty stadium? Oh, it would be it would be very, very weird. Even games in spring training and spring training games, when there's um, not that many people in the stands, that gets a little bit eerie. You know, for the first time in my life, you can sit there and hear yourself think out there. And you're like, why am I, why am I, why am I thinking? Why am I, why can I hear myself think right now? <laughs> and so it's, you know, it's a double-edged sword to where when things are going good, you're like, oh yeah, this is great. I can make this work. And then all of a sudden something goes bad. And you're sitting there hearing all your thoughts and hearing all your negative <laughs> thoughts. And like, what am I doing out here? What am I? So, um, you know, I love the fans and I, and I think the fans are kind of what makes this, what makes the game go round. Um, they add the level of excitement. Um, they make every moment bigger, you know, every moment that matters, you know, um, they make it a lot bigger. They're into the game, uh, regardless of home on the road. I mean, I love it. I mean, I love road fans. I mean, I love it when they're standing on their feet on a big situation and I'm standing on the mound. Um, you know, I love the feel of, I love that feeling. And um, so personally, I mean, I think it'd be very, very hard. Um, and, you know, hopefully, hopefully best case scenario is that 
at some point in time, we do get to play in front of fans, um, mm-hmm. you know, and hopefully we get to go back to Chicago and get to show the city kind of what we've built, you know, and this is kind of supposed to be um, the start of a uh, climb for us, or, you know, we were supposed to kind of get out of the dust and, you know, start making moves. And so me personally, man, I would, I love having, I'd rather have 60,000 Cubs fans yelling <laughs> that they yelling that they hate me than have nobody in the stands at all. But, sure. you know, we're going to work whatever it is in order to play some baseball games, you know, I'm all for it. Right. And Aaron, you mentioned something that I was going to ask you next, and that is um, the White Sox. The White Sox made some moves um, over the past offseason and have been making moves over the past few years with the expectation that this year um, it was time to start to see more of the fruit of, you know, all the things that have been going on, the changes, the signings that have been made and things of that sort. So. Uh, I'm sure you're ready and your teammates are ready to to get out there and see what you can do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we had this buzz in spring training of um, we've always kind of had this young, happy-go-lucky vibe. Uh, you know, we were all out there. Everybody kind of, you know, you kind of look around the room and you've been playing with the same guys for three or four years you know the main core guys like have always kind of been around and you started adding supplemental pieces and all of a sudden those guys fit right in and you know I thought that we were ready to make some noise I mean I think um, the thoughts of even a shortened season you know I think really actually helps us because um, with us being such a young team that all it takes is you know one good week and we catch fire and all of a sudden you know you're playing with a lot of emotion and fire and all of a sudden that one week can propel you into a good month. And all of a sudden a good month, you, you look at the standings and you know, you're in a great spot and there's not um, five or six months for teams to separate themselves. So, you know, I think that, I think that the group that we had was, was ready Um, from top to bottom. I think it was by far the deepest team that, you know, I've been around and, you know, it was, by far the most talented. So we were really looking forward to it, but you know what, whenever that time comes and if we get that call, um, we're going to be ready and we're going to be ready to make some noise. So, you know, the goal is to go out there and just compete and win every day. And I think that's what our skipper does a pretty good job of preaching. And, um, you know, as long as we're out there competing, I think we're going to be in a good spot at the end of the year. Mm. Yeah. And so hopefully, um, you know, you and your teammates can get out there and, and, and show what you can do. Um, and, and speaking of teammates, um, your teammate, Lucas Giolito, is playing in the MLB The Show Players League. Have yep. you been checking that out? Yeah, I saw that he gave up like a walk-off home run with me or something. I was like, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, yeah. I saw something where I saw something where – but I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I think it's awesome that the MLB and the union and, um, you know, everybody's trying to get people involved and sure. Uh, you know, I think it's pretty cool that you're having guys play, uh, you know, there's a guy from every team and, you know, it's not just, it's not just rookies or it's not just, uh, you know, the young guys. Like, I mean, there's some older veteran guys. I mean, I think Hunter Pence is playing. 
yeah, Carlos is. Santana. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of guys out there, and I think it's a really cool um, way for fans to get an inside look and just kind of be able to hang out with guys. You know, they can sit there on the streaming app and, you know, just watch and be able to ask questions while they're talking, while they're watching some baseball. So, um, I personally do not know how Gio is doing other than the fact that he gave up a walk-off bomb <laughs> with me. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's not too he's doing pretty well. He's five and three so far. So I think he's tied. You know, he has he has the White Sox tied for the lead, um the yeah. lead in the division. So so far so good. So far he's hanging in there. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, I mean it's just awesome. I mean, I personally think any way to interact with the fans and to get people socially involved, um, I think is awesome. Sure. Yeah, right now, especially with everyone, you know, confined at home to be able to connect and engage with players is great. And some of the players' reactions to the games as they unfold has really been great. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah. And on top of it, it benefits charity, right? So that's yeah. that's the other good thing as well. So, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously we hope that uh, as much fun as this is and everything else that we get back to the real games sooner than exactly. later, you know, we all hope so. That's for sure. Yeah. And listen, I I have a couple of tough baseball questions for you before I let you go. All um, right. What do you got? Yeah. I heard you were up to it. You know, you've been playing baseball for a long time. So these are, these are the types of questions that only baseball experts people who've been around the game for a long time can really handle. So um, I've been told by a good source oh, that you qualify. So um, <laughs> I'm going to give you three questions, um, but these are tough. And again, these are only for baseball experts. So the first question is this, peanuts or Cracker Jack? Oh, wow. I got to tell you, it was so I got to go with crack. I, I, <laughs> I can't even remember the last time. I remember used to, when I used to go to ball, I used to go to, uh, I lived in Colorado for a bit and we used to always go to Rockies games and I used to always get Cracker Jacks. So I'm going to have to go with Cracker Jacks. Okay. All right. You're a Cracker Jack guy because you want that prize probably. You want to get that little Obviously, book or whatever. I mean, what else? Yeah. <laughs> okay. There ain't All nothing right, so... in the peanut bag. <laughs> That's right. They need to do something about that. Okay. So, all right. They get tough as they go along. Um, <laughs> the second question, right? In, in a baseball uh, stadium, sometimes we see the soft pretzels, right? Soft pretzels. Yep. Mustard or plain? Cheese. Cheese. Oh, oh give okay. Me some, yeah. Give me some. Oh, yeah. Give me some nacho cheese and I'll be one happy. That is the one thing that I do miss about ballparks. I could eat a pretzel with cheese every single day. Okay, all right. You threw you 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 threw a curveball at me right there. I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> expecting cheese. I don't know why, but you know what? You're right. So, a soft pretzel for Aaron Bummer with some cheese. Yeah, and, you know, as a, as a pitcher, it's not surprising that you you would want cheese, right? Because you throw a lot of cheese, <laughs> out there, don't you? <laughs> okay, but here's the tough question, goal. though. Here's the tough one. And if you get this one right, you get a bonus question. Okay. <laughs> okay. You get a bonus question, but okay. On a hot dog. And I don't know if you eat hot dogs or not, but on a hot dog, ketchup or mustard? Oh, I can't even think. I actually don't like ketchup or mustard. And okay. I haven't. I like Chicago dogs. 
Okay. If I eat a, if I eat a dog, it's a Chicago dog. Which, and for people who may not be familiar, t- tell us what, what how they build the Chicago dog. It is a uh, what is it? Oh yeah, it's, it's oh yeah. So uh, okay, I take it back. I'll go with mustard with a Chicago dog. Is what okay, mustard, so- onions, uh, relish, and I think some tomatoes. Okay. A little bit so, different. It's a little bit of fancy hot dog. Yeah, see, Chicago, you know, Chicago tries to do things differently. Same thing with their pizza, you know, <laughs> right? You know, they like that deep dish pizza and all the rest of that. See, I'm from New York, man, you know. So just give so me a regular like slice yeah, of yeah. pizza, you know. <laughs> and on a hot dog, I'll take, you know, a little mustard, little onions, a little relish. Sometimes some sauerkraut, and I'm good, <laughs> you know. But so, yeah, I mean, you're getting pretty close to a Chicago dog there, though. Okay, all right, all, all right. Know. Well, that's good because I tell you what, Aaron. If you would have told me ketchup, and eh, you'd have been done because <laughs> I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know who puts ketchup on a, on a hot this dog. I don't know why too. they would, but you would have been done. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, listen. Um, well, listen. I, I really, I really appreciate your time today, Aaron. Um, and look, I'm hoping to see you back out there, and and your teammates, all of the teams in, in in Major League Baseball, getting back out there sooner than later. I know there are a lot of baseball fans, millions of them, who feel the same way. So, um, hopefully, we'll, we'll get there sooner than later. Continue to you know work out, <laughs> continue to stay strong, stay safe. And hopefully we'll see you back out there real soon. Absolutely, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate the time today, Aaron. Thank you. Absolutely, man. It's good talking to you.